Today on CityCast Pittsburgh. Going for Mass on Sundays might be a tradition some people have gotten away from, but packing church basements for a Lenten fish fry is still very much so a thing, especially here in Pittsburgh. I hope you got your first fish fry fix this weekend because today we're with Pittsburgh native and writer Rosalind Skeena Colgan. And let me tell you, girl knows her way around a fish fry. It's Monday, March 7th. I'm Morgan Moody, and this is CityCast Pittsburgh. Rosalind, you're sharing this bit of Pittsburgh magic with Severe Magazine this week, which I'm sure meant a ton of very yummy research. Um, but how did this delicious fried tradition start, at, at least here in Pittsburgh? It's hard to pinpoint exactly when the fish fry tradition started, but I talked to Leslie Presbilek at Heinz History Center, and she has some ideas. So it actually dates back a long time, so late 1890s, early 1900s. Churches around the region and civic clubs as well were hosting fish fries. At that point, they weren't necessarily tied to Lent. They were called Tennessee fish fries. Hmm. And then over the years, the churches um, kind of continued with this, but it wasn't in the way that we know a fish fry today, the big public gathering. Flash forward a little bit. It's the 1960s and Woolies, the beloved Woolies, starts running these ads in the newspaper. And I pulled up one from the archives here. It says, your group can enjoy a famous Robert Woolley delicious fish fry for less than 25 cents a person, all equipment furnished. So Woolies is really trying to get this to be more popular starting in the early 1960s. Then 1966 is a really big year. So up until this point, Catholics were asked to abstain from meat on every Friday. But in 1966, the church changed those rules and made it just for Lent, which really kind of commodified the fish fry. It put it into this shorter time period, which sort of can be a little bit more exciting. So looking ahead, it's the 90s, food TV is becoming really popular. And then in the last decade, we've really had the golden era of the fish fry, where we have a lot of social media posting, fish fry brackets, a lot of media attention about fish fries. So in the last 10 years, it's really been this big moment for fish fries in the way that we know them today. Uh, yeah, because I've heard, I think it was maybe some Catholic, and um, I don't know if it was from my mom saying that fish fries kind of started as a way of like, if it was like an economic thing, but hearing that fish at one point cost 25 cents for a sandwich, inflation is... Insane. Inflation is a big story this year, too, with the fish fries. It's been really tough for a lot of them um, to find the products that they need at good prices or even just to find the products in general with supply chain issues. So 25 cents, it was really hard to read that um, given where we are today. And actually, yeah, piggybacking off of the inflation, why are fish fries so important here? Like other cities have them, um, but... They don't seem to be as like culturally and socially significant as they are and financially as they are here in Pittsburgh. Definitely. It's a huge fundraiser. And this is for churches, both Catholic and non-Catholic churches, civic groups, fire departments, kind of across the board. It's really important for their budget. I talked to someone at Swissvale Volunteer Fire Department, which is 
a really popular fish fry. And he told me that the fish fry makes up half of the fire department's revenue. Wow. So this is huge. And obviously having a well-supplied, well-prepared fire department is something that's important in Swissvale and every community. So it's really crucial for their budgets. Yeah, to make up 50% of their budget when it's really only something that goes on. It's not every single Friday. You know, it's really just for like, you know, a few weeks. Exactly. Um, That's amazing. So how many fish fries do we have here in the area? Would you say ballpark, I guess, if there's not? (laughs) I've seen fish fries everywhere. So I don't know if there's an exact number. I went to uh, the Code for Pittsburgh fish fry map, which if you all haven't seen that, I highly recommend it. Um, And I counted by my count, they have 166 fish fries listed across the region this year. Um, which is a lot. I don't have historic data to find out how that compares to years past, but I do know just anecdotally that unfortunately some fish fries are not running this year and they've said that that's because of the inflation issues they're facing. So, okay, if you have lived under a rock or if you just moved here, Rosalind, what can you expect from a Pittsburgh fish fry? Like set the set the scene for us. <laughs> so in terms of the scene, um, my new friend, the Codfather, uh. um, who has an amazing Facebook page, his name is Dave Shore. Um, he started this page several years ago and it's really taken off. He had the best description of a fish fry. He was talking about how when you go in, you know, his ideal is you're going into a church basement, you're going down these stairs, they have the industrial tile on the ground. They have fluorescent light bulbs. Maybe they're, you know, tinged with yellow from the Mm -hmm. years when people could have smoked in there. (laughs) Um, There's like stuff around from CCD or another, you know, church event. So that's kind of the setting for him. Um, Another setting I want to point out is, again, Swissvale Volunteer Fire Department. You actually eat among the fire trucks. So you they set up tables in the garage and you're sitting there eating next to a fire truck, which I think is really cool. And if you have kids, they probably will think it's the coolest thing ever. Then in terms of the food, there is often a line, but a lot of places now have options where you can call ahead, which is great. Um, So there's usually a line. And then once you get your food, it's this fluffy white bun. Sometimes it's more of a hamburger size bun. Sometimes it's more of a hoagie size roll. And inside that, you've got your crispy fried fish. It's usually going to be cod, but one fish fry that I interviewed uses haddock, Mm. um, which is a bit unique. That's at St. Sava Serbian Orthodox Church in McKeesport. The sides are really important. So some will have homemade pierogies, as I mentioned, halushki, mac and cheese, fries, coleslaw, and then the desserts. These really vary from place to place. So some places aren't aren't big on the desserts, but for others, that's huge. You'll have homemade pies, cakes, sometimes homemade donuts. Um, at St. Sava's, they do what's called palachinki. Um, they also do a ton of nut rolls and apricot rolls. So the food is really what you're here for, and it's extraordinary. It all, especially in this region, has kind of a very, you know, Eastern European flair. Um, but some of them even have shrimp and lobster, too, right? They can get like a little fancy. 
They do. Yes, they do. And, you know, it's all it's all ends of the kind of food spectrum. Swissville this year also has a beer battered grilled cheese sandwich. I don't even eat cheese. And that sounds amazing. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> I feel like it's the kind of thing you want to share with some friends. I can't imagine eating a whole beer battered grilled cheese sandwich. So bring some friends in and share it. Oh, that sounds so good. I'm My mouth is watering doing this. <laughs> How have organizers adapted during the pandemic? Because I know, you know, as far as income, especially churches, at least, uh, you know, churches have struggled for years financially. So I'm sure putting this huge fish fry, especially as big as they are in this region together, has been um, even more of a struggle. So, yeah. How have organizers adapted during the pandemic? A lot of the fish fries on the first year of the pandemic closed. Um, and then the second year, a lot of them went to takeout only. And this year, some are still takeout only. And um, it depends on, you know, your own personal feelings about the pandemic. Takeout only is is my preference at the moment as well. But that's something that's really changed over the years. You know, normally it was people eating kind of packed together in these church basements or Elks clubs. So that's certainly evolved. Um, and I'll be interested to see how that changes as hopefully we get back into a more normal world. Have there been any lasting effects? It's too early to tell, but I think in a couple years, we'll look back and see what those changes have been. I do know that Catholic churches have been closing throughout the region or consolidating. And that's definitely a trend, I think, for us to keep an eye on. Are these fish fries going to fade away over the years? Or is this a tradition that we can reliably count on for the foreseeable future? Of course, you've been attending fish fries for years. Is there anything that you've heard recently that hits different from from years past? I think that people are craving community. At least I know I am, especially after this long pandemic. And I I mentioned earlier my level of risk is that I'm looking for things that are takeout only, but I'm really yearning for that moment where we can all comfortably cram into a church basement again. Um, my One of my last pre-pandemic memories is a fish fry, mm-hmm. <laughs> unsurprisingly. So uh, we had tried to go to North Braddock VFD, which has a really popular fish fry. They were sold out. We tried to go to Swissville VFD. They were sold out. And we ended up at Emil's Lounge, which was a great, a great time. But being in that restaurant, you know, waiting in line, chit-chatting with strangers who become your friends while you're waiting in line, I miss that. So I'm hopeful that that will come back to fruition. Rosalind Colgan is a Pittsburgh native. Her piece for Savor will be out any day now. Thank you for having me. A little more news before you go. Mayor Ed Ganey is calling on state officials to help address Pittsburgh's aging bridges after Fern Hollow collapsed last month. I know you guys remember that. Roads and bridges around here are owned in a bunch of different ways. Some by the state, some by the county, some by the city, some a combo of all of those. It's complicated. Of the 79 owned primarily by the city, inspectors say 22 of them are in poor condition. So anyway, Ganey's asked a bunch of folks to meet in Pittsburgh tomorrow to talk about how to pay for all these repairs. Who's going to pay for all these repairs? We need to know. And a former Charlie Trail in the West End is becoming a walking and biking path. The stories on it are a little unclear about exactly where this will be, but rehab work is expected to start in the spring. When it's done, it could be up to two miles long. That's not very long, but we'll take it. we can't let you go without a few fishy recommendations. I put it to Rosalind first. 
What's your favorite fish fry order and why? So I'm going with the fried fish. I know baked fish is the thing now, but I'm going fried. Definitely french fries with extra salt and lots of Heinz ketchup. And if I can find homemade pierogies, I'm definitely getting homemade pierogies. I've also got a sweet tooth, so I'm definitely looking at the dessert table. Um, Swiss Vale VFD, as I mentioned, is one of my favorites because I'm a kid at heart, and who doesn't want to eat next to a fire truck? Now the CityCast gang. Lead producer Matt Stroud. Fish fries are great, but for me, there's really nothing more upsetting than getting home with your sandwich and realizing that it's a soggy mess, which is why I go to St. Sebastian on McKnight Road. That's by Seabird. Their fish tends to be crunchy, if a bit overcooked, and it can weather the ride home nice and crispy. Throw some tartar sauce and an avalanche of hot sauce on that puppy with some fries. Hmm, I'll take it. Newsletter writer Francesca DeBecco. So it's probably sacrilegious to admit this in Pittsburgh, but I don't actually eat at fish fries. I'm a vegetarian, so I have my eyes on this delicious sandwich from Wild Rise Bakery. It's on Homewood Avenue. They have a Trinidadian-style fried oyster mushroom sandwich on a sesame bun. It's topped with a Dijonese slaw. It looks so good. I'll have a link to that in the newsletter today. Senior producer Megan Harris. I like fish, but I'm typically in it more for the sides and the desserts. So french fries, nut rolls, cookies, puddings, whatever I can get that's a little off the beaten path and tastes like grandma's house, I'm in. And I would love a fish sandwich with hot sauce and lemon and pierogies and fries and literally anything else that they're willing to to put on my plate. And we've got a whole big food roundup in today's newsletter to make sure you go and check that out. That's all for today here on CityCats Pittsburgh. If social media is your thing, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CityCastPGH. And let us know who and what you're loving around town. A lot of Pittsburghies in this. We love talking to passionate people about the work they're doing to make Pittsburgh a little better every day. All right, we'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See you then. I really just want to like go around and eat and um, turn my phone off today. All right.